even in this Romanian magazine, more closed off country you see the saint um, and Roger Moore I, on the cover. I wasn't sure whether it was Roger Moore mm-hmm. or not, mm-hmm. but I'm pleased to say, and uh, I know some of our listeners are big Roger Moore fans, <laughs> will be delighted to know that the saint was on in Ceausescu's Romania. This is Cold War Conversations. If you're new here, you've come to the right place to listen to first-hand Cold War history accounts. Do make sure you follow us in your podcast app or join our emailing list at coldwarconversations.com. Today we're at the Vendor Museum in Los Angeles at their Watching Socialism exhibition. Organised in collaboration with British-Slovenian media historian Sabina Mihelj and British cultural historian Susan Reed, this exhibition focuses on the impact of Cold War-era television programming in Eastern and Western Europe on private lives. Now, many of our fans are the proud owners of a Cold War Conversations coaster, a gift from me to thank them for helping the podcast financially. So, how do you get into this select band? Well, for the price of a couple of coffees a month to cover the show's increasing costs and keep us on the air, you can get one of these sought-after coasters too. Just go to patreon.com slash coldwarpod. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash coldwarpod. Now, what would also help us too is you leaving a review in iTunes, Stitcher, our Facebook page, or with your podcast provider. So, back to today's episode. I'm delighted to welcome Anna Rose Cazano of the Vendor Museum to Cold War Conversations. So we are going to have a quick whistle-stop tour of the exhibition, which will undoubtedly whet your appetite and make you want to rush down to the vendor. So let's uh, start over here. So there's a number of very uh, impressive commemorative uh, plates here, but there's a common theme on all of them, isn't there? Mm-hmm. So these, all of these plates have TV towers on them. Um, and we have a large collection of commemorative plates and we pulled, we actually have a lot more that are, um, that do feature these TV towers. These are all um, the Berlin TV tower. Um, and these objects are all, they're all collected here because they show how TV wasn't just like programming changes. Um, it, TV really changed urban landscapes also. So it's not just something you would watch in your home. It also, um, TV also had these huge landmarks, which were centerpieces to the cities. Um, we also see here one of my favorite items, which is these toothpicks, which um, they are TV tower toothpicks um, that you could buy as a souvenir when you went to a TV tower. Now, I hadn't realized the significance of those. And mm-hmm. also, they're in a base, which is mm-hmm. like the globe, which it formed is. the middle of the uh, the Berlin mm-hmm. TV tower. You mm-hmm. see, I've, I've done my yeah. research. <laughs> the These ceramic sort of awards. Now, I think I read about these. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are the Laurel uh, East German TV Awards. So those were equivalent to the Emmys. In L.A., we've been seeing a lot of for-your-consideration billboards, so it's fun to see that they actually had in East Germany a sort of equivalent um, TV award. They, they, that, that is quite interesting because you don't 
sort of think of East Germany as being like that. They do look a bit um, fragile. They're, yes, they're ceramic, and that's a, the gold and silver um, award there. Right. Wow. Okay. Is that Meissen, the ceramic? Yes. And mo- some of the plates are also Meissen. Right. Okay. Okay. And then there's this abstract painting here, which I can work out is some people watching TV, mm-hmm. but what's the significance mm-hmm. of this? This is a Hungarian painting by Maria Turi. Um, and here uh, we're in the section magic of TV. Um, so thinking about how TV is a new technology um, that could really put some magic into your television and to your TV room or living room, um, which they were usually before. Um, and so this is abstract painting. You can see these four people um, kind of a cubist style, um, watching gathered, um, watching a TV. Yeah, I'm, I'm not up on my art style, so <laughs> I, I neglected to say it's cubist. It just looked abstract well, to me. I'm saying cubist because there are like cubes in the background on the, um, yeah. <laughs> on yeah. the, uh, I think it must be a wallpaper pattern. Um, and it's, I like it because it's so colorful. Um, and although at that time they probably would have been watching, um, black and white TV. And yeah. the, the, the box of the TV is black and white. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I'll be adding photos of some of these items to the show notes, so make sure that you check out these. Now, directly behind us is a collection of, safe to say, old TVs. Yes. Some of these I sort of recognize from my youth or the style of them, mm-hmm. um, despite living in, in Western Europe. But what are, what are mm-hmm. the notable ones here? Right, so here we have the KVN TV from the mid-50s in the Soviet Union. It's paired with a postcard of a child and a Santa Claus figure watching this TV. Um, and as you can see, the screen is very small. Um, it's only a few inches uh, wide. But this would have had a magnifying glass over the top, um, which you can see there in the postcard that's paired with it. Um, and the magnifying glass would magnify the image, so it's not so tiny. That's really clever. Yeah. That's that's low tech but smart. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, and then one of the ones that I was fascinated with around here was the Sharp TV because right. I didn't expect to see a Japanese mm-hmm. um, TV. What's the story behind yeah, this? So this was a Japanese-made TV that was made to export in East Germany. Um, it's funny because this we had originally tried to get some of these TVs working, um, and this was the one that almost worked. <laughs> um, the technology, I would say, was a little bit better than the other ones. Um, and it's the antenna connections were um, they're, uh, different from the European ones, so they would have had to have a converter on the right. back of those for use right. in East Germany. But um, it is in German, as you can see. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm surprised they import because obviously they would have had to use hard currency or mm-hmm. barter or, mm-hmm. or something to mm-hmm. do that. And I, wouldn't, I would imagine color TVs was not necessarily high priority to import. Yeah, we don't know too much about this TV. I'm not sure. I think it was um, sold um, at, it was aimed for visitors um, to oh, okay. East Germany. Or party not. loyalists mm-hmm. as well. Okay, no, got it. Sure. Got it. I really like the, um, we have a TV game console here. Now, I liked this. Mm-hmm, the I TV liked. spiel. Um, but th- this wouldn't have been in a lot of homes, though, no. would it? No, uh, because they were quite expensive to have. They were more uh, aimed for community centers and youth centers, uh, where they would just buy one and then uh, people could all play it there collectively. And you can see there's different, like, 
games like squash and tennis and foosball uh, that you can play with this game. So I think of it, it's like the Wii video game, um, kind of playing sports together. Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, fostering that sort of socialist um, community spirit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, it's in very good condition. I'm surprised. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's almost well, as though it hasn't what, been played. One of one of the uh, buttons there is kind of broken, so I think maybe that player was. Yeah, but it's a bit certainly more certainly been well looked after. Mm -hmm. And then anything else here that's obviously everything here is worth looking at, but uh, <laughs> I, we can't cover everything. Um, let's see. I really like how small the portable TVs are. There was the new technology that you could make the TV so small um, and carry it around with you. Um, you could take these camping because they would they could plug into your car, yeah. Um, or you could just move it around your house to different rooms. Yeah, I I remember having one like the black and white one over mm -hmm. there, mm -hmm. and carrying and being able to move <laughs> that from room to room. Mm -hmm. We also have this doily on top of the TV, which was donated to us by a Romanian woman. Um, she crocheted it while watching TV in order to cover a TV with it. This is one of the things I love about this museum is covering that social history and the, and the minutiae of domestic um, life as well as the, you know, the bigger story. Right. It's great. So where should we go next? Well, we have some of these magazines. Um, these are Neues Leben, which is a uh, East German youth magazine. And they, on the cover, have these illustrations um, that are kind of anti-TV. There's a couple here. Um, they're watching a romantic scene on TV, and the woman's taking um, her partner out to the real world to watch um, the moon in Dra real life. <laughs> dragging him away from his chair. Mm -hmm. And there's another one of someone getting um, hockey ice hockey gear on to watch... Um, an ice hockey game on TV on an armchair instead of going out yeah. and actually playing. I think that hockey. still happens today. You know? <laughs> um, and then there's this guy who's reaching forward mm -hmm. to touch the button of his TV, and then the next uh, drawing is him reaching forward to take a book out mm -hmm. of a uh, mm -hmm. out of a cupboard mm -hmm. as well. I think it's interesting. Even back then, um, there's these kind of warnings of watching too much TV. Little did they know mm -hmm. <laughs> where it was going to go. Where it would go. Um, and we also have these TV repair books because um, oftentimes uh, the technology was not so great and needed to be repaired in a kind of DIY spirit. So this is, I really like the cover of this red um, practical TV repair book. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, um, it's very vivid. And, um, I'm, you know, the thought of people actually DIY fixing their mm -hmm. TVs. They're actually quite scary. dangerous. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of high voltage in the back <laughs> of these things. But hopefully whoever was looking at that could read the diagrams well, correctly. I, I read somewhere there was a, a, a Soviet brand that mm -hmm. was almost got a nickname as a fire starter or something like yes, that. Yes, we have um, a poster here, um, which you see a, a husband and wife watching... Again, ice hockey um, on TV, and their kitchen is burning in the background. Um, and then there's an image at the bottom that shows them looking at their burnt kitchen because they were too distracted right. watching um, TV, which is kind of uh, the opposite of the TV actually burning. Yeah. Um, but there's like a lot of fire uh, involved. Yeah. Um, you'd think maybe if they were cooking and left the TV on, it could also explode. Yeah. But, yeah. 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 No, really interesting. Did did they feel the same about radio or not? Was there a particular worry about 
about TV because that、mm-hmm. required more、mm-hmm. attention, I guess.、Mm-hmm. It did. Radio, I'd say, obviously had been around longer. We have a TV here that was a double radio. Um, and TV combovision. I don't think it could be used at the same time, though.、Um, the radio and TV. Yeah, I'm not sure how you do that anyway. Unless you <laughs> prefer the radio commentary of a sport than、right. the TV commentary. Right. You could do. So it's kind of one or the other. <laughs> yeah.、Um, in terms of technology. Let's see. Here we have in domestic life. It's a section.、Um, a number of photos showing TVs and homes. Um, in this photo, we see a family watching TV, and it's part of a typical Soviet、um, combination shelves system. It would be placed on a wall within the shelves.、Um, we also here have a book, a children's book,、um, a、Which、children's primer. Very sexist. I have to. I have to <laughs>、yes. comment on this one. It's、yes. uh, very dated.、Um, it's a page、uh, about electricity in the home. Um, and there's, you know, different kinds of plugs and the names for、um, these items because it, I think it's for、yeah. kids learning how to read. And there's lots of TVs on it.、Um, but the the female child is vacuuming while the boy is reading. Shocking, shocking. So、Gender、much, so、already. much for socialist equality.、Yes. Unfortunately,、um, and we have a lot of clips. Uh, relating to domestic life, some of these are sitcom equivalents. There weren't technically like American sitcoms, but they were. There were、um, types of family comedy programs.、Um, and and how far could they go in terms of comedy? I mean, I would mm-hmm, imagine mm-hmm. it had to be personal comedy. It、right. couldn't be anything wider than、mm-hmm. that. For the most part, yes.、Um, In the like block of flats genre, some of the、um, shows were actually criticized for the opposite of staying too much within the apartment and only showing the family and not showing how they were involved with community life.、Um, so some shows were actually cri- criticized for that. Right.、Um, and we do have not in this section in the section on alternative currents. We have a clip from one of those types of shows that was quite、um, cynical of the government and was censored. Right.、Um, Because it was.、And、which country、so、was that? That was Poland. It's a show called Alone in yeah. 1986. After yeah. like three years after it was. Yeah.、Filmed. So 80, 81, solidarity, solidarity <laughs> mm-hmm, repressed mm-hmm. in 81,、mm-hmm. and then this was almost perhaps thought of as a little bit of a safety valve、mm-hmm, or something、mm-hmm, for the、mm-hmm. for the population,、mm-hmm. I guess. But again, it's still focused on the like the personal stories. Yeah. Yeah.、Um, to be able to、yeah. have a wider commentary. Yeah. So this next section here, crossing borders,、mm-hmm. I found interesting <laughs> because as a child in the UK,、mm-hmm. we did have an East German TV program、oh. that was shown that absolutely freaked me out because <laughs> Which, I just found it so dark. The、it? singing ringing tree. Yes, I've actually with this seen that. scary dwarf. And the, there's like a weird bear. Yeah,、character. and a, and a odd goldfish、mm-hmm. that's half、uh, drought. Well, sort of. Yeah, it, it was it. It's bizarre. Anybody who wants to see it, there's loads of clips on on, <laughs> we, we on YouTube. We screened it last、uh, no or December here,、um, and I was a bit creeped out too. Yeah, yeah. Well, the、um, thing is, is is with these thing with the program. I,、mm-hmm. Looking back at it again on、um, YouTube, I'm trying to look for hidden meanings、mm-hmm. as to whether there's a political message、mm-hmm. there that the dwarf was NATO、mm-hmm. or, or or stuff、mm-hmm. like that, but. 
I think it was just purely for, for and a lot of this stuff was around entertainment. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And if the messages were there, it was often very hidden. Um, or in the case of like the children's shows, it was kind of just about building values um, that weren't that different from, say, like Sesame Street, like love yeah. your neighbors kind of thing. Yeah, and building um, that community cohesion mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that was right. so, so important, important to these mm -hmm. to these states. Mm -hmm. Right um, now, we're watching um, a Czech cartoon and um, an East German exported version of that same cartoon um and they're the same episode of kurtak the little mole um and it's the umbrella episode um so he finds an umbrella um but the uh the east german one was exported it was for home video so it's five minutes versus right. the a bit longer um okay. czech original okay. version and did they export much of their i guess the cartoon stuff mm -hmm. was probably easy to export cartoons were um very popular to export because especially ones that didn't have dialogue like this one. Um, yeah. yeah. Hi, this is Rhonda in Virginia and I support Cold War conversations because I think the work that Ian is doing is critically important. I think it's vital to record the firsthand accounts of people who lived and experienced the Cold War uh, because it illustrates history in a way that a book never can. So thank you so much for the podcast. It's my favorite podcast, and I look forward to it every week. To be like Rhonda and help to preserve these incredible stories of the Cold War, as a monthly or annual supporter, you'll be able to listen ad-free, you'll become one of our community, get the sought-after Cold War Conversations drinks coaster as a thank you, and you'll bask in the warm glow of knowing that you're helping to preserve Cold War history. Just go to coldwarconversations.com slash donate to find out more. Yeah, you didn't need to do subtitles or dub mm -hmm, it. Mm -hmm. uh, we also have another, this section does have a few, there's two screens here. Um, they show comparisons. Um, there are a few other cartoons. One is, uh, was Pat and Matt, which was another Czech cartoon. Right. Um, and it was exported to all over the place. And only one country put dialogue on it and that was the netherlands okay um, so our chief curator who is dutch he actually grew up with that yeah um and they're wow. these two bumbling kind of neighbors that um love to fix things they usually yeah. come up with very inventive ways to fix things um but there's also the context in czechoslovakia that people often did have to yeah. fix things yeah no absolutely life. absolutely um, um i think it was in this section mm -hmm. i was watching the khrushchev nixon mm -hmm debate mm -hmm. at the moscow um trade fair which right. i found fascinating mm -hmm. we show the color version of that and the black and white newsreel because that was right when the color technology of mm. tv um was um becoming more uh widespread and so there's that they actually talk about tv and that america was filming it on color tv tape and america was ahead of the um soviet yeah. technology but also just that the political moment is also yeah. and khrushchev gets all uppity then because he mm -hmm. says no you're not ahead we're ahead of you and like, we're gonna bury you and, and what does color tv matter in the big scene of yeah, yeah it's a really um, interesting clip if mm -hmm. i can find it on uh, youtube i'll post that in the show notes mm -hmm. as well because i think it shows khrushchev's personality really yeah, really, really well as i've never seen like a full like video of him 
like talking um, and their dynamics yeah. are really interesting just to see on video. Absolutely. I mean, he could have his own TV show. I mean, he was great. <laughs> <laughs> he had a lot of hand movements. Oh, too. yes. Oh, um, yes. Right. And now we're watching another cartoon in this, um, in this section. That's the East German and West German sand mansion, um, which was based off of the Hans Christian Andersen fairy oh, okay. tale. Okay. So which one is the West German one? The West German is on the left and the the East German is on the right. Uh, the they were actually started within, they were first broadcast within three weeks of each other. Um, the East German one was a lot more popular and was shown in other countries too. Um, but the West German one, he looks a little bit more creepy, I would say, um, which he has like a fuller beard. He looks more adult. He does. That's like a very good point. He looks more adult and... You can see on the West German one, there's these aliens, and the episode is about a coffee can spaceship, whereas the East German one on the right, where the bit cuter uh, Sandman, he is, uh, this episode is named after a real spacecraft. Uh, so I think for the most part, the, the East German one was more based on real life, um, right. whereas the West German one was more fantastical. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I've not seen the West German one before, and it, there, there is that. So was, did the West German one come out after the East German one? I'm not sure which one was three weeks later. Um, okay. I think it was West German. Right. Um, but the East German Sandman won the Cold War Battle of mm -hmm, the Sandmen. Mm -hmm, it did. <laughs> Great. Um, and that was a show that was broadcast at night as an evening show, so it's kind of regulated family schedules like a kid yeah. you would go to sleep after watching sandman yeah and it's a really like a bedtime story that was on tv versus being read yeah. a bedtime story. And, that, and that's the same thing in the the west as well mm -hmm. i mean you know mm -hmm. we had magic roundabout and things mm -hmm. like that in the mm -hmm. uk that mm -hmm. were on at a regular mm -hmm. regular time um like this okay i'll have to have another another look at those so we're just coming to uh, the next section, which is called um, Crossing Borders. Um, and these are the objects in that section. Now, I found this really surprising <laughs> because you expect uh, the Eastern Bloc countries to have just had their own TV shows. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but obviously in East Germany, they were receiving some of the West German stations right. and some of the other countries around mm -hmm. the periphery of the Eastern Bloc would have been able to pick up right. Uh, Western stations as well. Mm -hmm. And in this case, we have um, TV guides. And I never expected to see a photo of Joan Collins right. on front of an Eastern <laughs> Bloc TV guide. Tell exactly. me more. Uh, so we have Joan Collins on the front of a TV guide from the very popular show Dynasty. Um, it was very popular in Yugoslavia. And we have this TV guide with a schedule. This is also a Yugoslav TV guide. You can see there's Italian programs and Austrian programs. Um, on this TV guide, and it gives the whole schedule of when they would be shown um, on the day. Yugoslavia was a lot more open to um, importing Western programming, um, but even in this Romanian magazine, um, more closed off country, you see the saint um, and Roger Moore I, on the cover. I wasn't sure whether it was Roger Moore mm -hmm, or not, mm -hmm. or whether it was a Romanian actor, but I'm pleased to say, and uh, I know some of our listeners are big Roger Moore fans, <laughs> will be delighted to know that the saint was in on in Ceausescu's Romania. Um, um, the saint uh, versus, what was the other show? It's a uh, kind of rival spy thriller show. 
the Avengers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's Raz Buntorilor in Romanian is. So it's talking right. about that uh, kind of rivalry, which was mostly in Britain. Yeah. Um, but th- here it is. They're talking about it in Romania. And, and how did, I mean, in Romania, for example, the saint is obviously showing Western life mm-hmm. and Western values. Mm-hmm. How did they handle that mm-hmm. sort of like contradiction of, of almost a celebration of mm-hmm. Western values mm-hmm. on their TV? So that's a good question because obviously it's not what you think of as like communist TV, yeah. um, but it's entertaining and people like to watch it. So it was very popular. A good example of this is we have a um, Peyton Place here, uh, which is, this is the cover of a Yugoslav magazine. Um, and Peyton Place is again showing Western Valley's scandals of a New England town. It was a soap opera. Um, and Mia Farrow was Sadly, in it. Sadly, I remember Peyton um, Place <laughs> and, and Dynasty for that uh, matter. <laughs> And um, that show was uh, canceled by the government for showing those Western values. Um, but they still, they knew there would be too much uh, controversy if they cut it off before the end of the season. So they let it, they just canceled it after the end of the <laughs> right. season because so many people watched it and enjoyed right. watching it. Um, I mean, but it did um, show values that were not socialist. Yeah, at all. yeah. Joan Collins is a socialist icon. <laughs> I don't think it is a is right. a very unlikely right. um, uh, sentence mm-hmm. there. Um, but Yugoslavia was in a slightly different position, mm-hmm. and we're going to have a look at the mm-hmm. Tito um, exhibition in, mm-hmm. in in a moment because it was a more accessible mm-hmm. society, certainly mm-hmm. from the West, mm-hmm. um, and they could pick up Italian TV mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. from where they yeah. were as well. And we'll talk about that more. Um, but yeah, Italians, um, we have some audio interviews. Um, we have an audio station um, in one of the sections, and a lot of the interviews, um, three of them are Yugoslav, and they're talking about like watching Italian TV or actually having Italian TV sets, um, and that um, someone's memories of watching TV or watching it on like their relatives from the north of Yugoslavia with right. their cool Italian TV set. Um, <laughs> so there were a lot of more crossing of borders right. there. Right. Um, and then alternative currents mm-hmm. is, is around, well, sort of, I think that there's some stuff here around towards the end of the 1980s when right. obviously there were the undercurrents um, mm-hmm. against the socialist um governments mm-hmm. there but i'm i'm presuming that mm-hmm. as far as dissidents and any alternative mm-hmm. views nothing was shown on on mainstream media were there anything mm-hmm. like pirate stations or anything yeah, like so that so that's what a large part of the section is about um we show footage from canal x and um the original video journal uh that was a czech underground video magazine and canal x was a pirate tv station from east germany um and we actually have an installation behind us of these uh, TVs, um, and this is replicating a dubbing station that the underground groups would have used to copy VHS tapes to um, to to hand over information and their videos. Right. To each so they other. were making multiple copies of mm-hmm. these and distributing and them like a uh, like video renders, mm-hmm. effectively. Mm-hmm. And it's like Samizdat, the like underground literature um, networks, but this is for VHS tapes. Um, and a lot of the times it was like news programming. Right. Um, and you can see here the 
degradation of the image, the um, the first the first TV so shows the better So this is showing the degradation image. with multiple copies mm-hmm. as the image okay, gets this worse. This one needs to be rewound, but the first one, like it looks okay as an image, but then as you go around, um, it gets a lot more blotty, and because each time you copy a tape. Um, the image quality gets yeah. worse. Because um, I, I was aware of the Romanian history with VHS tape mm-hmm. where they were showing a lot of uh, American films mm-hmm. and there's that documentary of that one mm-hmm. woman who dubbed almost all of them, <laughs> I think, which is really, right. it's a really interesting right. story. We have a photo there of um, confiscated uh TVs and a VHS player that would have been used to show Western programming. Right, right. Yeah, because they used to have sort of like video parties where mm-hmm. they, they'd show, you know, invite a few trusted friends mm-hmm. around to watch mm-hmm. watch these watch, watch the these tapes. films. Mm-hmm. Um, also in Alternative Currents, um, not so much the pirate TV station, but an example of video art that was shown on national TV is um, Sonia Vekovic's personal cuts, um, where she you can see her cutting out pieces, circles of a mask that covers her face, and those images are intercut with footage from um, a Yugoslav history propaganda film. Right. Um, and at the end, you can see her full face. And yeah. that, it's interesting because not only does it use TV programming of the more propagandistic, um, glorifying Yugoslavia type of programming, but it was shown on TV Zagreb on state television really? in the 80s. Wow. Mm-hmm. So there was some um, countercultural programming shown on TV in the later years. Yeah, but Yugoslavia... Again. Be slightly different mm-hmm. to some of the mm-hmm. more, but there's the the example of um, alternative for the Polish um, block of flats, um, but also yeah. cynical of the government. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, interesting stuff. I mean, this is all you know. You you have this view of a monolithic government mm-hmm. and monolithic media, mm-hmm. and this is sort of like showing that there were chinks and there were mm-hmm. variations from from country mm-hmm. to country. Right. So we're now looking at transitions, and mm-hmm. I recognize Gregor Gysi here. <laughs> and I think I've watched mm-hmm. this clip, and um, mm-hmm. there's uh, Katerina Witz right. in this. and Figure skating star. Uh, the musician. Um, oh, can't remember her name. Anyway, so this is, but this is a West German TV mm-hmm. interview post-Vendor, mm-hmm. I'm presuming. Yep. So in this section, we show some clips from... Um, transitional period so some russian clips from the early from the mid 90s um but on this screen we show more contemporary ones this is from the early 2000s the ddr show which was an example of nostalgia um nostalgia for the ddr um and you it's um you can see the figure skating star yeah. of socialism and conversation yeah. is that nina him. hagen Yes, that I is. remembered. Yes. In the end, I got there. <laughs> um, and they actually, in this clip, show um, him milking a cow because before he was a politician, he worked on a farm. And it's very bizarre that like they showed this in the early 2000s on German TV. Yeah. Um, it's almost as though they're showing him up about mm-hmm. what his his past was mm-hmm. with this. It is mm-hmm. it is bizarre. And how long did the DDR show last? Is it... it was one season, so oh, okay. uh, there's only a handful of episodes. Yeah. Not a ratings hit then, by the sound uh, of it. I don't think so. Um, yep, and you can see the cow in a minute here. And her name is Curly, apparently. Yes. That's me reading the subtitles, not understanding the German. Uh, 
and this is like a talk show format. Um, yeah. So on the talk show stage, yeah. they have a literal yeah. cow. and and in under you know state TV, did mm-hmm. they have things like talk shows? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And who did they um, have on on those? They had a. They they would just have like normal news shows. Yeah. Um, oftentimes, it's like on the very similar uh, yeah. format to yeah. what we have. Right. But they, if they'd had something like the Tonight mm-hmm. Show, mm-hmm. presumably they'd mm-hmm. interview people like sports stars and stuff like mm-hmm. that and keep it safe. Right. Um, and it obviously changes from country to country yeah. and over time. Um, I think earlier on it would have been more politicians um, and maybe and really oh, dull mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, a reason to switch mm-hmm. over to West German and or that, something else that's like a reason why a lot of these more entertaining shows became popular because yeah. no one was watching those types of more yeah. boring shows um, yeah that, that's really interesting and what about talent shows and things mm-hmm, like that mm-hmm. they're presumably they were copying those formats mm-hmm. um, we we have a photo of uh, a Polish like talent show um and there was like Eurovision and the uh, Eastern equivalent of that, uh, which okay. was Intervision for three years um, when they tried to brand it similarly. Right. Um, and it was then went back to the um, Sopo International Song So Festival. they showed they showed so Eurovision in Eastern Europe. They, they? You probably could have picked it up, but they had their own version with right. the um, the Eastern Broadcasting. Yeah. Um, which interestingly. Eurovision is just for Western Europe, but Intervision, other countries that weren't in Europe could. Right. Um, which is the way Eurovision's gone now, because there's Israel mm-hmm. and Australia mm-hmm. in there, right. which. So, sort of that same idea. Okay. And how um, was the voting <laughs> yeah, done on those? <laughs> um, I'm actually not sure. Um, Didn't the Soviet Union win it every time? Well, the, the clip <laughs> we have is uh, Yugoslavia winning. Um, Fourth place in Eurovision, right? And then we have Finland in Intervision, the really? Eastern one. Finland participated in both um, at different times, and the singer who got um, we show is Marion Rung, who yeah. she did better in Intervision than she did yeah. in Eurovision. Wow, wow! Was Finland the only country that competed in both? In both, um, and that was the only one that was a member of both the. Um, the EBU and the OIRT, right. which are the different right. um, broadcasting. I love little nuggets of information mm-hmm. like that. That, that. That's great. I have to look into how the voting was done. Though, yeah, so. yeah. No, I'm interested to see yeah. whether it was a secret ballot mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. Or, or not. It might have just been like a judge yeah. type of system. Um, yeah. Like Song of the Year in the Soviet Union, which is still going on right. um, today, uh, was, I believe, a judge. System. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So judges inside the studio mm-hmm. who just. So what what can you tell me about these posters next to the uh, transition section? Right. These are from our uh, Ferris collection of paintings. They were actually meant to be printed as posters, um, but these are original works, um, and they're from the Glasnost and Perestroika era. Um, a lot of the time, they're very critical um, 
of the government and things that were happening in that era, like this one on the right, which is um, this woman who's crumbling. She's watching TVs um, and these little pieces of her because she's turned to stone. Um, and on the TV screen is a picture of Alan Schumach, who was a TV faith healer. Um, and he makes these, you can see his hands. He would make these hand movements for about like five minutes and he would encourage people to charge water or bread or cream, anything by like putting it on top or near the TV. Um, and that would heal you. And that sounds quite bizarre in the context mm-hmm. of the Soviet Union because mm-hmm. that's sort of smacks of snake oil salesman right. sort of and also airing on the side of pseudo religion it was like a religious kind of thing he said he says wellness in the clip that we have um it's pretty interesting and this was he was popular during the transitional time so it was russia by the time he was done um yeah right okay and and these other two mm-hmm. posters, the uh, the ballet dancers. The ballet dancers. This is a reference to the coup in 1991. The ballet dancers are making the um, with their uh, legs the acronym of the state emergency committee, um, and that was during the coup um, on TV for the whole day. Swan Lake was shown, um, so that's like as part of that coup. That's all you could watch on. That, that, it's interesting because I've, I've got a connection with that. that oh. I interviewed a um, guy who worked for BBC Monitoring, mm-hmm. and mm. he was on duty the night of the oh, coup, wow. and they were just expecting an ordinary night. Mm-hmm. And as soon as Swan mm-hmm. Lake went on, they thought, oh, oh hang gosh. on, something, something's happened. Either mm-hmm. somebody's died or, or there's something going on. And so they mm-hmm. watched Swan Lake all night until the announcement that, mm-hmm. oh, Gorbachev's a little bit unwell Mm -hmm. and some other people Mm -hmm. are now controlling Mm -hmm. the country and it's like swan lake is often in like the memory of people who were around during the coup like that it's not about ballet it's about yeah that period i mean i I remember watching it on cnn at the Mm -hmm. time and Mm -hmm. seeing this live video of these russian Mm -hmm. tanks going through moscow Mm -hmm. and stuff because it was the early days of sort of like 24 hour Mm -hmm. but on tv you couldn't see the tanks you would see yeah yeah (laughs) no exactly on state um, tv disrupted programming on state tv yeah um and to the left of that, we have a poster that says Glasnost on TV. Um, and there's these eyes, and one of them's blackened and red. Um, and the first letter of Glasnost, there's um, another letter in front of it. So it also can mean, it's like a play on words that can also mean a punch in the eye. Um, right. So I think the artist is making a point of there's more like offensive programming and violent programming on TV, and it's like punching you in right. the eye. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, interesting. I love things like that with hidden meanings. <laughs> mm-hmm. A particular the ballet dancer one. I, I mm-hmm. hadn't realized the. We've, uh, we've used that actually in the past two shows. One of them was on ballet, um, and one was just on the posters. Um, so it's really fun to see how we can use these pieces in different contexts. Yeah. Um, and the border of the um, the painting is actually a TV set. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Lots no, of layers to it. Brilliant. Like that. Um, so the the next section we're moving over to is um, media events, and there's mm-hmm. a great framed um, mm-hmm. flag. Uh, it's a Romanian flag with the communist emblem ripped out, which was very mm-hmm. emblematic of that revolution. Mm-hmm. Um, protesters would cut out the emblem in the middle, um, 
as a symbol of protest, and this actually happened in a lot of other Eastern European countries. Um, so it's just the three stripes. In the section, we also have clips of the Romanian Revolution, where um, the protesters actually occupied the TV station and broadcast um, the footage of the revolution on the um, TV station. When there's one clip we have of them preparing for the broadcast, and one of the people in there, he's sticking his head through the hole in the flag um, that he had just cut out. That is a really powerful clip, particularly mm-hmm. the preparation mm-hmm. one, because it's mayhem in it's there, so and the TV and producers trying to—it's like herding cats, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he's trying to get them in some sort of order. Mm-hmm. And then there's the mm-hmm. countdown, mm-hmm. and the the poet mm-hmm. looks like he's going to faint. Mm-hmm. I mean, he looks so either scared or nervous. Mm-hmm. But then he does gain a bit of composure. Like, he does. The clip. Um, but the TV station, they were, you know, he was, they did have to like quiet them down, but they did allow the, um, the broadcasts um, yeah. Yeah. to be made. And so th- this sort of section covers some of the impactful broadcasts and, mm-hmm. You know, the, the fact that TV can change history. Exactly. And I guess one of the iconic clips mm-hmm. of the Cold War as far as TV mm-hmm. changing history is Gunter Schabowski mm-hmm. and his press conference. Yes, we show his which we have press conference. shown here. And he just looks so uh, laid back <laughs> to the point of unconsciousness mm-hmm. almost. And the little slip of the tongue that um, yeah. so caused the, the fall. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also you've got that clip of um Ceausescu making the speech mm-hmm. in Bucharest mm-hmm. and I also find that really interesting because you can almost see the moment where he realizes right. the game's up mm-hmm. and it's all when he's getting imploding. booed and he's trying to control the crowd um and you do see like his face when he realizes there might not be yeah. any turning back. Yeah. And his wife's uh, yelling in the background mm-hmm, for them to be mm-hmm. quiet. And that was as, his as well. last appearance yeah. uh, before execution. Yeah. Uh, and this section merges these kind of iconic disruptive events, like those with um, the more festive media events that would have been shown um, on a regular basis such as mayday parades um, yeah, yeah. and sporting events yeah. like the moscow olympics and another great plate mm-hmm. another great plate so um, this is the 1980 moscow olympics mm-hmm. which was boycotted by mm-hmm. uh, the usa but the brits right. turned up mm-hmm. um, and we also have a little vase from the moscow olympics there yeah um, and excellent and the, is that a sort of scrapbook there? This is a brigade book, um, which was like a company scrapbook. Mm-hmm. And there's a picture of, um, this is a page commemorating a May 1st parade. Um, yeah. The number one day in the socialist mm-hmm, calendar. Mm-hmm. And you can see a drawing of a red carnation. Um, and we see a lot of those in the clip we have of a May Day parade in Moscow. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've been to the um, the Socialist Cemetery in Berlin, mm. and a number of times I've been there, and the graves are just covered in these red mm-hmm. red carnations. Mm-hmm. It's really impactful mm-hmm. um, image there. Mm-hmm. Now we were talking um, about the Sandman, right, and the battle of the East and West German right. Sandmen. Uh, here we have some objects relating to Sandman. Um, there's a board game, which is, I think, kind of like Candyland, um, which I played growing up. And there's also Never a lamp. Never made it to the UK, so <laughs> completely lost on me. But my American listeners, I'm sure, um, will know. And there's the different characters and like neighborhoods he goes to, I think. Um, and there's also a lamp with Sandman on him and a Sandman doll. And um, 
his friend the penguin. So they actively commercialized mm-hmm. some of mm-hmm. these shows made as toys well. Out of the show, so it wasn't just watching the show; it's also bringing these characters into yeah. actual objects. And did they export those to the West? Mm, not that I know of. Um, Sandman actually probably um, yeah. it was so popular. Um, Pat and Matt. Yes, there were toys like that, and still today, this is actually yeah. a modern Pat and Matt toy. Um, yeah, yeah, and and your colleague was showing me a, mm-hmm. a, a video of a Soviet Tom and Jerry, mm-hmm. which I found mm-hmm. fascinating because <laughs> it was really good quality animation and mm-hmm. in the very similar style. Very similar style to Tom and Jerry. Um, the plot, the whole premise is yeah. kind of the same. It's about a wolf who uh, who chases a hare, and the only line of dialogue is "nu pogodi," which is "well, just you wait." Um, and every episode, he's chasing the hare. Um, so. In yeah. terms of plot, and also the um, animation style is like Tom and Jerry. Yeah, it's a bit um, like Roadrunner as well. Mm-hmm. It's like those uh, Warner Brother cartoons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we have actually a pin, a button with uh, the wolf on it, and he's smoking. <laughs> that's not a good example to and use. It, it's not, but that's his character and his kind of iconic yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, and we also have a dollhouse here that has... Um, Furniture that came with it would have come with a TV set. Um, oh yeah, as the piece of furniture. <laughs> Essentially, you have the bed and the um, kitchen table and cabinets and yeah. also a TV. Yeah, is this East German or? Um, yes. Right. Okay. Amazing. Um, and we also have some um, references to educational TV. So there, we've been talking a lot about cartoons, but there was a thing called school TV that would have been um, like in the afternoon programming that was yeah. um, educational programming. We have a chemistry video um, and we also have um, a show called Barufa and Build, which is professions on view. Um, and that would be a monthly show about different professions that you could be like, be a, the one we have is a hairdresser. Um, right. So it talks all okay. about what you do to be a ha- yeah. hairdresser. Um, yeah. And we and have don't, a- don't tell me this. <laughs> it's not exactly targeted at boys. No. no. There is. It's interesting. They show a bald man at the beginning, and it's like there's not you can much you can do if you're a hairdresser. Yeah. It's kind of sad. Um, but the hairstyles are very wacky in that clip yeah. um, from East Germany. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have you seen those programs, English for You? Where mm-hmm. they, it's a East German program where they're teaching English, mm-hmm. um, and again, mm-hmm. it's a it's an educational program. And mm-hmm. I've got some of the um, textbooks off eBay, wow. and they are fascinating because it's sort of set in the UK, mm. but. Mrs. Jones is being thrown out of her house by the ruthless landlord and, and things like it's all those <laughs> uh-huh. sort of storylines uh-huh. and stuff like that within the learning the yeah. language. And, and I've got there's one the one book that I've got has um, a page about um, learning about the peace movement and the mm-hmm. anti-nuclear demonstrations mm-hmm. and whoever owned the wow. book has doodled around <laughs> it the names of Western pop, pop bands. What? <laughs> Um, but I love it because it's a great sort of, it sort of mm-hmm. captures a sort of wow. little moment of somebody's yeah. school life in East Germany. Wow. Mm-hmm. The doodles. Yeah. Um, right. I think we've, have we, have we done everything? almost everything. Kind of went out of order, but. <laughs> we did. We did. <laughs> Doesn't but, matter too much. Um, no, that's, that's really interesting. So um, if you are in the LA area or even if you're further afield, 
I highly recommend coming to the vendor. The exhibition is on until... Until October 20th. October the 20th, but there's loads of interest here whatever Mm -hmm. time um, you come here. That has been excellent. I've really enjoyed looking around here. Thank you. And this is a great museum. I'm glad to be able to publicise it and and help you (laughs) get the word out. Hope some of these listeners will come by and see all these things um, in person. They will be queuing up based on on what on what we've gone through today. So thank you very much for your time. You too. Well, that's all we had time for. But if you'd like to learn more, then head over to our show notes, which are at coldwarconversations.com slash 78. This will also show us a link in some podcast apps. And uh, don't miss the show notes because they do have videos relating to this episode as well as photos and are well worth a look. Don't forget, if you like that Cold War Conversations coaster I keep on banging on about, then head over to patreon.com slash coldwarpod or again, click on the link in your podcast app. You can really help us by leaving reviews on iTunes, Stitcher, our Facebook page, or with your favourite podcast provider. This helps to raise our profile and get new guests on the show. And if you can't wait for the next episode, do go over to our Facebook discussion group where our guests and listeners, just like you, continue the conversation. Thank you very much for listening. It is really appreciated. Goodbye. Not enjoying the ads? Well, you can avoid them by going to coldwarconversations.com slash donate. By becoming a monthly or annual supporter, you'll enjoy ad-free listening, become a part of our community, receive the sought-after Cold War Conversations drinks coaster, and bask in the warm glow of knowing that you're helping to preserve Cold War history. Just go to coldwarconversations.com slash donate for more information.